Have you ever had the experience of, well, maybe not having enough in your tank, or maybe fearing that you're going to run out of gas in some crazy place? We just came back from vacation, and we took our motor home on a, on a pretty big trip out east. We were around 3,000 miles, eight states, two provinces, um, and just had a great time. We really did. I enjoy being behind the wheel, watching the road come towards you, and looking at the scenery, and, and there's just something freeing about it all. Well, on the way back from Canada, um, that freedom, that delight was interrupted by a little thing called the check uh, gas light. You know, you're out of gas indicator, uh, you're running on empty indicator, that popped up. Um, I have a half tank rule when I go traveling. When the gas gets to half tank, I find some gas, fill it up. It's great. It works most of the time, except when it doesn't. And usually it's because, well, there aren't a lot of gas stations around, or you get into the campsite late at night, and in the morning you're driving down the road and you've forgotten, or something like that. Or gas is cheaper in the States than in Canada, so you wait until you get to the cheaper gas to fill up, those kinds of things. Um, well, that's what happened on the way back from uh, Canada. We cut across the um, bridge at Sault Ste. Marie, um, saw the first gas station on the state side. They wanted 304 a gallon of gas. I thought, oh, that's just, that's just too expensive. We'd, I don't need it that bad. And then I drove through the UP. There aren't a lot of gas stations in the UP. There aren't a lot of towns in the UP. There are national forests that go on and on and on and on. Well, as we were driving <laughs> low on gas, um, all of a sudden, in an instant, joy turns into something more along the lines of fear, uh, more along the lines of dread, more along the lines of, I wish I was any place else in the world but here right at this moment. It's hard when you are afraid of not having enough. In this morning's gospel, the story with Jesus, we have the situation where there's a large crowd that has gathered. And Philip is a little concerned that there may not be enough. He has gotten into that place where fear is taking over the joy. They were gathered, and it was the time of Passover. Now, Passover is a Jewish festival. It's the big one. It continues to be celebrated today. It's a time of people coming together around a meal, a time of remembering what God did so very long ago. When God heard the cries of our ancestors in the faith, crying out in slavery in Egypt, a time when their tanks were really, really low. They didn't have freedom of any sort, and they were worked long, hard days building the Pharaoh's pyramids. 
and they cried out to God, and God remembered promises made to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and God sent Moses to lead them, to lead them out of slavery into a wilderness. Now, a wilderness, don't think what we were driving through, trees and lakes and pretty northern scenery. A wilderness, think desert and dry and scarcity. And the people were led through that wilderness and they were given each day the bread from God to survive. They were given the water from the rock to quench their thirst. And God was with them and formed them and shaped them out of that experience and made known the abundance of God. It was there to celebrate a Passover that the crowd had gathered and Jesus was there up on a mountain. And instead of remembering what God had done in the past, Philip was concerned because he looked at his dashboard and that gas light was flickering. What are we going to do? We don't have enough. We don't have enough to feed this whole crowd. It takes six months worth of wages and then you would only get a little and it wouldn't really be a Passover, would it now? Fear and scarcity. They move in the direction of inside. They move inward and Philip is concerned because he knows they don't have the resources. Fear is a horrible thing. It's a horrible thing to travel with. It's a horrible thing. You start to be narrow-minded. You start to close out other possibilities. And you focus only on what you are missing. Andrew was in a slightly different place. Andrew also saw the crowd, but also Andrew wondered. Well, you see, we have these two fish and these five loaves of bread, but that's not enough, is it? And in that question, there is a crack there is a place where faith enters into the equation. He wonders. He wonders, what if, what if two fish and five loaves are enough to feed this crowd? I wonder, what if? That is enough to make known in this place that God continues to deliver His people from slavery into freedom. What if it's enough for there to be joy and celebration anew around a new event of salvation? It might be a scary time in the church for some these days. There are many who are looking at churches getting smaller and being afraid. 
What are we going to do in the future? What are we going to do in the future? The church is no longer at the center of everything as it was a generation or two generations before. What are we going to do tomorrow? How are we going to worship? How are we going to pay the bills? How are we going to... We don't have enough fear. The gas light is on on the dashboard. And in the fear, we're turning in, turning to old things and old thinking. We're turning in places that don't allow for new possibilities. We don't have enough resources, you see, all those new homes that are opening to the west of here. If we had resources of 10, 12 years ago, we'd be able to go out and reach out into all those places and invite them to come. The demographics of Burnsville that are changing dramatically. We don't have enough resources to reach out to a changing population. Everyone who comes to our door wanting for some help, we don't have enough resources to give them. And then we hear of a need in Africa, of a medical clinic, people having to walk four miles to get basically band-aids. And we could build a clinic there to help them. But we don't have enough. We don't have enough. We are afraid. And we join Philip's chorus. As I was heading down that road, getting more and more worried about where we were going or how long we would keep going, I reminded myself to stop, not the car, but stop the fear and breathe. Breathe and remember that we are not alone. We are not alone. Gas station came up, we got the gas, we were on, and the fear turned back into joy. But that isn't the point. Today, the point is that we are invited to trust to trust in God's presence, to trust in God's presence who were there with our ancestors in the faith when they were in slavery, to trust in the presence of God who was there that day when Philip could not see beyond the pocketbook, to trust in God and God's presence as the disciples were rowing hard in the face of the wind feeling that they weren't getting anywhere. Trust that God is with us to breathe deeply of God's Spirit and allow that Spirit to open our imaginations, to open our wondering, to wonder what resources do we have to welcome our neighbors? And how might we build that clinic in Africa and how might we share more? And how might we continue to imagine beyond ourselves? It's in the wonder of Andrew. It's in the imagination of what if that faith blossoms and takes root. 
May the God who continues to be with us in every journey, down every road, may that God strengthen us in that faith so that we trust and we let fear run on empty. Amen.